I'd like to welcome you to another episode of True Admissions. I'm Kent Barnes, your host, and today I have two guests, Natalie Rubenkam and her father, Mike. Hi. Hi there. It's great to have you with us. Um, Natalie, you're really the star of the show uh, as a senior whose college search has been, um, let's say, upended or at least disrupted. So before I begin to ask you a few questions about your experience, I'd love to know a little bit about your your background. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? And then uh, maybe, Natalie, after you introduce yourself to uh, the guests of True Admissions, um, Mike, if you could uh, tell us a little bit about your background, that'd be great, too. So, Natalie? Sure. Um, my name's Natalie. I'm a high school senior at Blue Mountain High School. Um, I really like to focus on my grades. I um, am a committee leader for a pediatric cancer organization in my high school that I enjoy doing. And I also play tennis and I sing. And yeah, that's basically me. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you, Natalie. Natalie, can I ask you what courses you were taking um, as a senior, uh, just so I have a little bit of background on regard to your academic uh, preparation? Sure. I took mostly honors courses and have um, enrolled in four AP courses uh, over my career. And I also took one dual enrollment course at uh, Penn State Schuylkill, which is Penn State's branch campus near us. Awesome. Thanks. So very well prepared for the whole college search and selection process. Mike, can you share a little bit about your background? Sure. Uh, we're in Pennsylvania. Um, I'm a journalist um, and uh, I've been a journalist my whole career for 25 years. And we live in the in the sticks in, in Pennsylvania and um, have raised uh, two wonderful daughters. Natalie is, is our oldest uh, with my wife, uh, Amy. And, um, you know, it's been a great journey and, and a quick, you know, it's, it's amazing how quickly they grow up and, um, you know, we're just, um, preparing ourselves and stealing ourselves to see her fly the coop. Well, thanks, Mike. And, and Natalie, you should know that, um, I, I knew your father as a college student when he was enrolled at Elizabethtown college, uh, which is where I got my start in college admissions. So I'm, I'm really glad to reconnect through this conversation. So thanks for those introductions. Natalie, before I, I ask you specifically about your college search journey and how COVID-19 has disrupted or interrupted or provided a detour, I, I'm really interested in, in how you and your classmates are spending your days right now. Um, you're, you're not going to school day in, day out. So, so what does a typical day look like uh, for you and, and your classmates uh, in, in this time when many states are under a shelter-in-place order? Sure. Um, so right now, my school has um, adopted a review and enrichment program, which means basically that teachers uh, push out assignments to us, but they're not mandatory and they're not graded. And we've been doing that for a few weeks. So these past few weeks have just been very slow, a lot of Netflix and a lot of FaceTimes. Um, but next week, we're starting new instruction. So um, school is actually ramping back up next week. Uh, teachers are going to push out uh, weekly modules that we'll have to complete by the end of the week. And our school actually passed to um, go to letter grades for the fourth quarter. So 
an O would be a 90 to 100, and an S would be a 70 to an 89. So that kind of takes off a lot of the academic pressure off of school. And so I know a lot of my friends and I are kind of um, in college mode. It feels like we're on summer vacation, and we can't believe that school is actually ramping back up. And it feels like we should be going off to college right now instead of uh, still being in high school. Interesting, really helpful for for me to sort of uh, understand what you as a a, uh, senior in high school are experiencing. And and yeah, that that is got to be a strange sensation to be ramping back up academically after a couple of weeks of, of, as you said, some Netflix and FaceTiming. So so thanks. That's helpful for me and I'm sure helpful for the the listeners of, of True Admissions. So the reason that I wanted to invite you and your father on is I want to know a little bit about how this has changed your college search and selection process. And and so, Natalie, maybe you could share with me um, where you were in the decision-making process in the beginning of of March before all of this hit the United States and our hometowns and our families. I mean, had you sort of narrowed your college search down to a a handful of colleges? And and, and sort of where were you you mentally um, in the beginning of March before shelter in place uh, and, and stay away from school? Yeah, so at the beginning of March, I really was not Um, anywhere close to narrowing in on a decision. Um, I was still waiting on three decisions to come back to me, which were released in the middle and end of March. And I also had an admitted students day scheduled for the end of March. And by the beginning of March, I kind of knew that it was between two liberal arts colleges and a large university. And um, I had toured both the small liberal arts colleges pretty extensively, but I hadn't been at the large university for about a year. So I was hoping the admitted students day would be able to provide me um, another feel on campus, which obviously did not happen. So at the beginning of March, I really had no idea where I would end up. Okay. All right. That's really helpful. So, so, you know, as you were thinking about your sort of timeline and decision-making process, you, you mentioned, you know, returning to campus and, and seeing that, that large university. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, final visits to campus in just a moment. But, but in your head, um, what was your timeline uh, to make a final decision? Uh, and is that timeline still pretty set uh, in, in, your, in your head? I honestly thought I would be making a decision uh, right at the end of March or the beginning of April because I knew I would have the experience at the large university and I knew I would have all of my college decisions. And so that timeline has not stuck. (laughs) I still have, um, I'm still in between two colleges right now, a small liberal arts college and the large university. So I'm hoping to make a decision in the next few weeks. But yeah, that timeline has gone out the window. Okay. Well, I think you're probably in in a similar position to many high school seniors who might have been thinking about return visits to campus. I, I'm interested, Natalie, in, in your uh, thought process of, of returning to campus and, and doing those visits. You'd sort of narrowed it down to two what were you hoping to hear or see during final visits that might have uh, helped you clarify a decision? 
So I was lucky enough to be able to attend um, just a visit to one of the smaller uh, liberal arts colleges I'm stuck in between before the whole coronavirus situation hit really hard. And there I was able to attend a class and get another tour and just kind of get a sense of what the day-to-day life of a student would be. And so I was kind of hoping to take that similar experience to the large university. And um, at the Admitted Students Day, I would have been able to sit in on a class, eat the campus food for the first time, see where I would be living. And I was just kind of hoping to see what it felt like to be a student there. Okay. All right. Really helpful. I mean, a process that many high school seniors in, engage in is they're trying to make that that final decision. And there's nothing quite like trying the food on campus and seeing how the students dress and maybe walking through a parking lot and looking at bumper stickers and license plates to see where students uh, come from. So I, I understand completely what you were trying to, to, to get from that experience. So, so here's, here's the big question. Uh, how has this um, pandemic uh, and and chaos uh, upended this process for you. I mean, do you feel like um, it, it's just on on hold? Um, what happens if you can't get out and visit that that large university? Do you feel like you have what you need to to make a, a decision? Sure. So the coronavirus has definitely made a dent in my plans in making a decision. I was kind of banking a lot on the return visit to the large university. And without that experience, I feel kind of, I don't want to say making a decision in the dark, but essentially that's what I feel like I'm doing. I feel that I don't have all the parts I would have liked to have in making this decision. Um, it kind of makes me uncomfortable to uh, decide, like make a decision to go to the large university based on a visit I had a year ago and not returning to campus um, before um, actually attending there as a student. Um, so that's probably the biggest way it's upended my decision-making process. Okay. Thanks, Natalie. That's really helpful. Mike, how about you as a parent? I mean, how has coronavirus upended things for you as a parent? I, I know that you'll start with saying, hey, it's my job to be supportive of, of, of Natalie and her decision-making process. But, but, but has this impacted you as a parent? You know, it, it has and it hasn't. I mean, I've not had quite the same experience as Natalie because obviously um, I'm not the one going to college. And so the campus experience you know, isn't as important to me as it is to her, understandably so. I mean, I, if I were in her shoes, I would absolutely want to go back to a university that I hadn't been to in a year. And, you know, poor Natalie, we dragged her to literally 15 campus tours. Uh, I think her mother and I enjoyed the campus tours <laughs> more than she did. We just really loved the process and we couldn't get enough of the campus tours. But, you know, after a while, they all start to blend together, right? So for Natalie, she hadn't been to this school in a year, and she was really banking on being able to go back to campus and see how the campus felt to her, whether she could envision herself living there for four years. And again, obviously, that's that's not my focus. Uh, and, you know, I've just been a lot more relaxed about it, knowing that you know, she's going to be fine wherever she she winds up going. Um, so the, the the campus visits that were scheduled for 
uh, March, absolutely bummed that we're not able to do them because I was very much looking forward to going back. But it doesn't really affect me in the same way that it, it affects her. Well, two great parents or comments from a parent there to, to relax, um, I think, is a great uh, uh, perspective on this. I, I'm also uh, um, uh, amused by how much you and your wife enjoyed the campus tours. Um, I, my wife is never going to let me go on a, a college visit with my daughter uh, to see any campus tours at all. So I'm, I'm glad you at least were able to do that. So, Natalie, I want to ask you about uh, your high school friends. I mean, how are they adjusting to this? I mean, are they uneasy? Are are they feeling a different pressure to make decisions? Had they made their decisions well before you? Um, is, is this a topic of conversation with you and your friends? Um, so I would say um, it definitely has affected a lot of my friends in the same way it has affected me. I would say about half my friends had still not made a decision and were waiting on March decisions and we're banking on being able to visit the campuses again. And so I can definitely relate to them in how they're definitely anxious that they're not able to, I guess, make a meaningful decision uh, about where to make their home for the next four years. And um, it's also affected the friends that had already made their decision before the whole coronavirus situation got a lot worse. Um, because they're not able to attend their admitted students' days and meet their future classmates. And even new student orientations have been canceled, which um, has definitely impacted all of us. Yeah. So, so the reality of, of, of returning to campus for admitted student days or even the orientation, for, orientation programs, um, it, it's just it's not going to happen. Um, I mean, we're talking about uh, at my institution, the cancellation of summer programs and pre-college programs, and there's just so much uncertainty. So I'm curious uh, uh, to, to hear from you, Natalie. I mean, you're going to have to make a decision, whether it's May 1st or it's June 1st or whatever timetable is out there. How are you going about gathering the information you need to make a final decision, given the fact that you're not going to be able to uh, return to campus on a beautiful sunny spring day and and see your your potential classmates. So are, are there sources uh, to which you're turning to gather information that you need to make a final decision? Yeah, I've really just been going on the college websites and um, kind of just gathering as much information as I possibly can. And I've been trying to compile a pro con list for each school and just comparing them on certain aspects like tuition cost, housing, um, programs, majors, just so I could see, make the decision process more clear in my head. And this past weekend, the large university had moved their um, admitted students day online. So I was able to attend a few Zoom meetings, which um, were very inf informative and I learned a lot. From those, and I also had a phone call with the director of recruitment. So that phone call was very productive, and um, it made me. It definitely made me feel a lot better in the information I now know about that large university. Even though it can't replace the in-person experience, I think they did a good job of um, kind of just providing that experience for us the best they could. And the small university is holding a three-day virtual event 
in the coming months. So I'm, I've just been using the resources the colleges have been providing as much as I can. Awesome. Awesome. So, so you would say that these Zoom meetings, Zoom classroom experiences are, are useful and helpful. And, and then also the, describing your conversation with one of the, the recruitment officers. Sounds like those personal connections make a difference to you. Did, did I hear that right, Natalie, that the Zoom meetings are helpful and, and those one-on-one engagements are, are still important to you? Yeah, especially since you can't really get the in-person um, feeling. It's definitely important to me to get a personalized connection that feels like the universities are interested in me just as much as I'm interested in them. Excellent. That's great. Mike, how about you as a parent? Are, are you going about gathering information uh, to, to help with a, at least um, providing some counsel to, to Natalie as she makes her final decision? Or are you uh, out there gathering uh, information uh, relative to the these two final choices that Natalie has? Well, I think actually all, you know, most of that took place earlier. And, and I mean, there's so much information available online that, I mean, we'd done that already. We went to college data. We went to a college navigator on the Department of Education website. We went to the college board website. We looked at each school's um, common data set. Uh, so we already kind of had all that information. We, we were very comfortable with the schools that were, you know, left that were still on her list. And, you know, regardless of the coronavirus situation at this stage of the game, for me, since we are the bank right now, this is the time when we are analyzing authors uh, as they come in, making sure we are um, comparing apples to apples, um, going back to schools and saying, hey, you know, this school gave us X amount. Uh, you know, can you can you improve your offer? Uh, and I think that is probably where we would have been in the process regardless um, of, of coronavirus. So it, it honestly hasn't um, affected me as much as it has her, as I said before. And, and again, like I've, I've tried to stress to Natalie and so is her mom over and over that it just, it, at this point, it doesn't, and, and maybe you have a, a different perspective, Ken, I'm sure you do. But from my perspective, it doesn't so much matter where you go to school as, as it does what you do when you get there. Okay. And, and I just know, again, she's going to be successful in the matter. You know, they're both fine schools and she's going to be just fine uh, whichever school she picks. So for me, it was, it's about, you know, not to be crass, but it's about the money because it's a significant financial outlay. And we want to make sure that we're, um, uh, you know, responsible in our in our decision and not loading Natalie up with debt, not loading ourselves up with debt. Well, I'll tell you, Mike, you've got a great perspective as a parent. Um, it, it is not uh, where where a student goes; it, it's what they do there, and and how uh, good of a fit the college is. So, I think you're you're really helpful um, as, as a parent in in guiding the process and and the realities of of the bottom line cost. They're inescapable. Uh, it's a part of the college decision making process, and I think you're right that 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 would be part of it, uh, regardless of of the disruption that coronavirus uh, has made. I, I am curious, uh, do we refer to you as Mike the bank or is it the bank of Rubencamp? 
uh, since you, you referred to yourself as a, what, what's best there? I mean, yeah, the bank of Rubin can, there you go. Okay. Like that. That, that sounds a little more dignified and, and <laughs> elegant. So, all right. Well, I, I'm curious uh, to, to hear from both of you. Um, how, how are, how are colleges doing? How's their communication been with you? Um, have, have any specific practices really stood out? Um, or have, have there been circumstances where, eh, you know, I didn't like that communication uh, or, or there was no communication uh, about uh, programmatic offerings uh, when campus return visits weren't possible? Um, and anything really standing out to you? Well, I kind of found that the colleges and universities that have had great communication throughout the admissions process have done um a fantastic job during the coronavirus uh, situation with providing uh, clear and constant updates. And then the schools that have not had great communication throughout the admissions process certainly have not stepped up their game. And so that definitely um, is a big factor for me because I think communication is key. Um, I know the small liberal arts college I'm considering has had fantastic communication by far compared to all the other schools. I get um, phone calls from the admission, my admissions counselor and frequent communication with him. And they send us frequent emails just updating us about um, like virtual days moved online and stuff like that. And um, a parent of a student who actually goes there called my mom last week just to talk to her about the school. And just personal uh, reaches like that make a difference. And it makes me feel like I would be valued at that school. Okay, excellent. Mike, you, you have any thoughts on that? I mean, has communication with parents been been good? Do you sort of share the, the views Natalie has that those that were good communicators early on have continued and those who weren't, they've continued not communicating well? Absolutely. I, I completely agree with Natalie. And, and some schools have really distinguish themselves in that area. And guess what? Those are the schools that wound up um, making the final cut. Um, you know, we've been so, so impressed with the communication of the small liberal arts school. They just, they made it seem like they really want Natalie to attend. And, you know, they sent out an email titled the next best thing. And it was a link to an online um, portal uh, that was designed to sort of give you a a virtual uh, admitted students day um, kind of on demand, uh, which was really helpful. Um, but to have that, the father of the current student reach out uh, last week and, and he couldn't have been nicer. And he and my wife chatted for, for quite a long time. That was really impressive. Uh, and I thought pretty innovative. I never, you know, this is our first time going through a, a college process, but of the nine schools that she applied to, um, that was the only one that did that. Um, but even like the large state flagship school that has also uh, made the final cut um, for, for being such a big school, um, they've done really well uh, at communicating and, and communicating in a really clear uh, way. Um, like Natalie said before, they had, you know, they moved their admitted students day online um, and it was a live event uh, and it was, you know, it was well done. and. You know, after the event, you could sign up for a one-on-one -on -one conversation with a number of different people. You had your choice, and, and we picked the person who um, 
it runs the program that helps undecided students. And since Natalie is going in undecided, that's we, that's why we signed up for that session. And, you know, he spent 20, 25 minutes on the phone with us, uh, which again was so impressive because it is such a gigantic school and, you know, they're offering admission to many thousands of, of students. Um, so she's absolutely right. The schools that have been great communicators throughout um, really um, were able to pivot on a dime, I'd say, and, and do a remarkable job in under, uh, under very difficult circumstances. Um, and some schools just, you know, they weren't, it was like after you, after you got your acceptance letter, you didn't hear from them again. So and it was kind of the same way uh, after the coronavirus uh, really took hold. Uh, we still didn't hear from them. Okay, great. Well, I'm not going to lie. I'm writing some notes down because I'm hearing some really good ideas. And the parent-to-parent phone call is among one of the best ideas that I've heard. So I'm, I'm glad to know that that's happening. And uh, we might uh, try to adopt that here at Augustana. All right, I've got two final questions. You guys have been awesome guests um, for, for True Admissions. And I, I know that this is going to be an outstanding podcast. Um, so Natalie, the first question uh, is for you. Um, in retrospect, is there anything that you wish you might have done earlier in the process, uh, given given the, the reality that you're not going to be able to return to, to colleges? Or, or do you feel like you navigated the process just about as best you could? Uh, like my dad said, I visited way too many colleges. And by this time, they kind of all blur together. And the memory of visiting them has become hazy in my head. And so I did take a few brief notes at each college, but at that point, I was kind of banking on being able to visit the colleges that I really liked again, so I really wasn't taking the note-taking too seriously. And so now when I look back on those notes and I see how wimpy they are and how they really don't tell me anything, I'm kind of kicking myself. And so I guess I would just say I wish I took more detailed notes during each college visit that could actually help me right now. Okay, great. I, I love that technical term, wimpy notes. So the, the, the takeaway is robust notes next time around, yeah. right? And, and that's yeah. the information you'll share with your, your sibling uh, before they go on their college search, right? Robust yes. notes rather than wimpy notes. Yes. Awesome. All right, final question. Um, and this is for both of you. I, I'm, I'm curious to know, um, I, I, this is my 28th year in college admissions, and I, I think probably more so than ever, um, my, my role as a counselor and uh, to, to show empathy is is more important than, it, than it's ever been. Um, but but I'm, I'm curious to hear from the two of you. What are you hoping to hear from admissions officers in these coming weeks as you try to make a, a final decision? I am mostly just looking for frequent and constant communication um, throughout these next few weeks that kind of, so I won't be in the dark at um, where certain colleges are going. Um, the large university's new student orientation was just moved online. So I'm hoping to get a detailed schedule of how that will look and how personalized it will be. So overall, I would just say um, what I'm looking for most in these next few weeks is just um, kind of personalized communication to me. And so that I feel like I would be valued there. Excellent. Thank you. Mike, you have any thoughts on that? Um, show me the money. 
honestly, that's, you know, like I feel like we have all the information we need to make a decision, except, you know, we actually do have the offers in hand from the, the schools that we've been talking about this whole time. There was one reach school that she actually got into, but of course those types of schools, um, their initial offer usually isn't very generous. So we did appeal that award and we're just waiting to hear back from them. And if by some miracle, you know, they give us dramatically more money, then our decision is going to be that much more difficult because all of a sudden this, this reach school is suddenly in play. I don't anticipate that happening. I think the chances of that are very slim. Um, so really it's just sitting down with Natalie and discussing what we already know about, uh, the two school, the two schools that we've been talking about and and just trying to help her, uh, feel comfortable in the decision that she will ultimately make. Because again, um, her mother and I feel that either school would be just fine. Um, so it's really about supporting Natalie in, in making that decision for herself. Great. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Natalie. And, and thank you, Mike. Um, your, your perspective uh, during this sort of tumultuous time uh, has been incredibly valuable. And I know that the listeners to True Admissions will appreciate everything that, that you've shared. Before I, I sort of wrap up the program, I, I want to say, Natalie, I want to wish you the best of luck in, in making your final college decision. Um, it's an important decision. Uh, it's a decision that's deeply personal. But I I want to tell you that in our time together, I, I'm really impressed with the way that you've approached your college search and the selection process. And, and I'm very confident that you're going to make a, a great choice when, when that time comes. So uh, best of luck to, to you. Thank you. Well, I, I, I really mean it, and I know that you'll you'll uh, choose a great institution. So that that's it. Thanks for being with us uh, tonight, uh, Mike and, and Natalie. Really appreciated the conversation, and uh, I know that the listeners of True Admissions will like this uh, uh, podcast as well. Thanks so much, Ken. You bet. My pleasure. So that's it for True Admissions. Um, I look forward to the next time uh, that I can host a, another podcast. Uh, this is your host, Ken Barnes, signing off. Thanks so much, everybody. Thanks.